You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. Today we're joined by a special guest across the pond. His name's Dean Holland. Welcome to the show, Dean. Hey, good to good to meet you, Chris. Happy <laughs> to be here. This is going to be a great conversation. Dean's got a lot going on across multiple levels that are relevant to a course creator. He has an education company himself. He is a master at affiliate marketing, and he's been on the entrepreneurship journey. Uh, there's a lot we're going to get into around that, and he has a book which is called The Iceberg Effect. You can check that out at deanholland.com. But first, before we get into affiliate and books and all this stuff, I noticed on your website that you have a video where you talk about your journey and the, the hard times. Yes. I call it the valley of despair, the trough of despair. I, I went through that. Um, I didn't really become an entrepreneur until I was, I'm 41 now, and I didn't really step into it until I was like 32 or something like that. Right, okay. Uh, what what happened to you? Like you talked about being in debt and you were hiding it and stuff like that. Like what happened there? Yeah, what was, so the, like, what was the transition like before the trough and then going into it? What happened? Yeah, so for for me it all began um, bef before we even got online. You mentioned about becoming an entrepreneur. I uh, I started an offline business. Uh, was my first ever thing. It was just a well. I, I'm making it sound better than it was. It was a mobile food truck. Because uh, yeah. I left school at 16, I went straight to work as a waiter serving tables in a restaurant. And then from there, I became a chef and uh, eventually went on to become part of the management team in that place. And because I'd learned those skills over like, this was in about two years, so I did it pretty quickly. I then thought, well, I can do this for myself. I don't need to work for anyone. So I got a mobile food truck, which pretty much all I could get my hands on the money to afford. And that started doing really well. Uh, I went from like, really minimum wage doing the job I was in to making anywhere between like three to 500 a day working only part-time hours in the food truck. Not bad. But how I ended up finding internet marketing as a business model is I, I, I had to, I closed that business down in the end because I actually got, uh, I actually got robbed one day by three guys and they wow. stole all my equipment and it, it just shook me up a bit. I mean, I was only pretty young, so, you know, I couldn't do anything. So, uh, I ended up going to work at a pub and from there, I'd gone from, you know, earning hundreds a day in my own business to now back on the same wage I was on with the day I left school. So it was a real shock to the system. And that's what actually caused me to start looking um, for stuff online. That was back in, that was 2004 now. Okay. Uh, so we're, what, 16 years ago, which is, seems insane to say. And uh, I, I like your name for it. What do, what do you say? The, the Valley of Despair. Despair. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I like that name because that, that, I would definitely describe it as some kind of pain like that. So I, uh, I did the typical thing. I'm looking online, ways to make some extra money, you know, something like that. I, don't, I wasn't thinking about making a fortune, to be honest. I, just, I was just in my early 20s. I wanted to be going out with my friends. You know, they were all out drinking and partying and out with girls. And there I was working seven days a week in a pub serving drinks for no money. And... Uh, so I tried all these different things from network marketing to uh, I, even, even stupid things, to be honest, which I can laugh about now, but like the whole 
filling out surveys for cash and that was the first thing i did i signed up for a survey for cash and i was like this is yes the guy just took my money or whatever (laughs) (laughs) it was uh it's funny i've never met i've never mentioned that before publicly i guess but that was around that time it was around 2004 Oh, no way. No way. Maybe we signed up for the same program. Yeah, quite probably. Yeah, (laughs) I was probably the guy that tried to get you to sign up or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, but yeah, and I was trying all this different stuff. And um, eventually I found affiliate marketing. So like just promoting other people's products for commissions. I thought, well, this seems like the easiest option here. This is the one I think is going to work. But I my valley of despair or whatever it is went on for like four, four and a half years. I didn't make a single sale online, like nothing, not even like a, a lucky random commission that just showed up, just nothing. There was nothing at all. And so between 2004 to 2008, I'd ended up getting five credit cards was like, this is where I was at rock bottom. Now I'd gone from, Oh, look at all this fun stuff that looks easy to make money with. So I got my first credit card, max that out. Then I got another one. Same with that. And after I got, uh, I had five credit cards, all but one of them maxed out. I, I, re- I managed to get a bank loan to consolidate all my debts into one thing. And I was like, well, that, that's perfect. I'm going to just stop using credit cards, stop using debt, consolidate it all. And I did the worst thing that, that nobody should ever do in that situation. I paid it all off and then I kept the credit cards. Oh, and wow. so I started using them again. Wow. And, and by the end of sort of 2008, uh, I was, what, 24 years old at that stage. I had over 60 grand on credit cards and loans. And because, uh, because I was not telling, like, I, I still lived with my pet, with my, mom, with my mom at that stage. She'd never really used credit cards or anything. So she'd always sort of raised me to be more along the lines of, if you want something, you save up for it and then you get it. That's always what I'd been sort of brought up to believe and so, so you I kept it in the shadows yeah so i didn't even she didn't even know i had one credit card <laughs> and so there i am and I'm, and I'm having to uh where things just spiraled out of control for me is because i was having to pretend i didn't have debts obviously if if your friends or your family or something want to do something i can't be like oh no i've got no money because why shouldn't i have money there's no reason for me not to have money I, you know i'm working a full-time job so I, uh, I had to just carry on as if everything was good, which is where the credit card situation just got worse and worse and worse. And uh, yeah, the, 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 the sort of turning point, like how did that all change? I actually went to a uh, internet marketing seminar in London, here in England. Who put it on? Yeah. So like, it was like the first time ever that I'd actually seen people like I'd read about online. It was, it okay. was, it was a very weird situation for yeah. me at that stage because I'm just shy and quiet and was, a, was hiding the reality of my life from everyone. And there I am at this event and I've got people around me that I've been buying products from for years. Well, hold on one a second there. I wanted to ask. So when you're yeah. getting into this debt, I mean, you're paying to go out with friends and live and stuff, but were you also putting a lot of money on like courses and digital products and stuff? Oh yeah, massively, massively. Like two thousand dollar courses and things. Yeah, I mean, for me, it started small because this is one of the <laughs> things that always gets asked by people. You know, sometimes I meet people and they're like, "Oh, you're lucky. I've got a hundred grand in debts." But then I meet other people and they they just can't like figure out how did I get in such a mess? It just doesn't make sense to them. Well, it's funny because we started with the same thing that that hundred dollar survey 
Like, yeah. I'm going to give you all this stuff. You just kept going. I was For me, I was like, I'm never going to get burned again. Right. <laughs> oh, you see, I was just like stupid. I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. This feeling's fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, 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 the products and courses I was buying early on, they were pretty cheap because I didn't, I didn't have that uh, sort of tolerance to thinking that you, you should spend thousands on a course or to get help. You know, so were these idea, like were these like Warrior Forum like hundred dollar kind of tricks and yeah I bought I bought loads of stuff on the Warrior Forum and obviously there was ClickBank that was much yeah. more popular back then than it, it probably is today like and uh, but eventually what happened is the, the more in debt I got the more desperate I became and 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 the more desperate I got the more I started to think well maybe the answer is in buying that expensive course maybe I'm just buying the wrong stuff. And yeah. I remember I bought a $500 program once and, and that's where it sort of began. And what ended up happening for me, I started getting phone calls. And back then I didn't understand what was actually happening. I'll never forget. I got this phone call. I'd bought a product off ClickBank and it was like a phone call and it was like, oh, the, you know, the, I can't remember the owner now, but oh, whoever made this product, they've asked me to give you a call. They want to work with you. Like and I'm like just stupid me. I'm like, oh, wow, really? This is incredible. Like, <laughs> how, lucky how lucky am I? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's a six-week program. And it was, uh, it, 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 looking back now, like it was a full-on boiler room situation. It was like, how much credit do you have? Can you get any more? Like, <laughs> it was aggressive. It was awful. But I just wow. fell for it. And it was the first time I'd spent bigger money. I think, was it five or $6,000 on one credit card? And that ended up being a complete scam. Like after three weeks of weekly calls, they vanished. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and I was like, oh no. But now, now I had a five grand, like five grand on a credit card. So now I was more <laughs> desperate to figure out how am I going to pay that back? It just got, just got way So out what was the turning point where you started to climb out of the swamp or, or at least had the glimmer of hope that something is going to, all right, I think I'm going to, I'm going to make some progress here. Yeah. So like I say, I went to that event and what ended up happening is I asked a guy there just before he left at the end of the weekend, I said, like, just tell, like, tell me what I need to do. Like, I, I'm not afraid to work. I, I will do the, give it my all. Just tell me what to do. And he gave me advice that actually like scared the life out of me. He said, it's time to stop lying. And it, not, it, it wasn't that I was lying. I was just hiding from the truth. Yeah. He was like, it's time to stop that. It's, you need to start being honest. And he said, the best thing that you could actually do is go home start a blog and actually start sharing your real experiences that you've had trying to make money online. Because unbeknownst to me back then, I, I think we probably, maybe a lot of people go through this. When you're in that sort of situation, you feel like you're on your own. Like you, yeah. you feel like nobody else is going to be going through what you're going through. Cause like maybe I'm just stupid and no one else is going to have been as stupid as me. Yeah, and so his advice was, you look at Pat Flynn or somebody is like, Oh yeah, he's just making right. a million a month or whatever it is. I must be an idiot. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so like his, his advice was that to, to start a blog and uh, start actually being honest about how what I've gone through trying to make money online, trying to start a business. And uh, I really didn't want to do that because obviously at this stage, still nobody knew what I was what I was into, like the mess. But it was really one of those situations where it's like, look, you've got this guy that's by all accounts making tens of thousands a month online and he's telling you this is what you should do. If I don't do it, I might as well just give up because that, that would just be stupid. It, to me, there was only two choices, give up or just listen to what this guy says and do it. And that's what I did. 
And I actually, uh, you can still see it to this day because I didn't understand what WordPress was. Yeah. Um, and so when he said, go and start a blog, I went home that same day and I tried to find out what is a blog. I didn't yeah. even know. And I found WordPress.com. And I thought, yeah. oh, this is what he means. Like, I, I start this. And you can actually still see it. It's still, it's still online today. It's deanholland.wordpress.com. You can see yeah. the very first, it was October 20th, 2008. Nice. And that, if you scroll to the very first post, because it was about maybe three or four posts before I realized, oh, I should have my own hosting and I should host this blog. There's a, different, there's a better way of doing this. Um, but you can actually see that first post. And I say, I say, my first goal is to make $1 because I've just spent years not knowing how to do that. So if I can make $1, I'll have proven to myself it can be done. And that, that really was the turning point. I actually started my, I earned my first affiliate commission five weeks after that, that post. I think that's amazing. And the, the thing is, the reason why I wanted to talk about it too, is it, it's a taboo. And when you become an entrepreneur, um, it, what you said, like 60 grand in debt, like if you were to go to like a, an expensive private school, 60 right. grand in debt is totally accepted right? And socially. And your, your mom would probably be proud of you. Like, awesome. He's right. going to Harvard or whatever, Oxford yeah, right. or whatever. But <laughs> entrepreneurs go to something often, not always, but I did this called the school of hard knocks. Right. And yes. it's lonely. It's isolating. There's no, there's, you have to like initiate everything. It's not, it's just completely different approach than higher ed. Not that higher ed's bad. I, I did college. It was cool. I got some good stuff out of it, but um, it's not accepted. Entrepreneurs are both hard on themselves their yeah. families are hard on them in general and society is hard on them until they're successful. Right. And the, the, when they're in the valley of despair, they, it appears from the outside that they're, um, they're like, when are you going to grow up or get out of this phase? It's like a <laughs> yeah. total thing. That's awesome. <laughs> when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, you, it says on your website on deanholland.com, I want to find the words. You said a training, coaching, and education company. How do you see those three words as being different or same? Like you mentioned all three. I'm just curious. Training, coaching, education. How are they, are they just different or are you just kind of different flavors of the same thing? Uh, I, I would say probably different flavors or, or different forms of the same thing maybe. Yeah. You know, like I, I would classify listening to this podcast as training. Mm -hmm. um, Learning. I, yeah, yeah. Helping somebody I, get a result, which might just be understanding themselves better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think there's like different levels, I guess in my, in my mind, when, when I would say something like that with those similar words, I, I guess to me, there's different levels or different, uh, different depths of training, I guess, you know, I, I, like you could say mentoring and coaching, is there a difference between them? You know, I, I, I would actually say there is, but yeah, so I think there's different sort of different ways of learning or different depths to, to training as such. So I suppose that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at with that. And what, what got you to get out of the building or out of your isolation and go to that first event to like, you know, get out from behind the computer and go meet some people in your local area? Um, well, it was, it was all a, a very fortunate, very, well, quite lucky story, actually, in honesty. I was, uh, because of all the products I'd bought in those first four years, I, I was getting, gosh, 20, 30, 40 emails a day from all the different subscriptions I was on. And uh, I just happened to open up my, it was a Yahoo Mail account I had at that stage. And there was a subject line. It said, meet me in London. I'm paying. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's that? So I opened it up. And one of the guys who was list I was on, which ended up being the one that gave me the advice about the blog. 
he nice. uh, he put an email out to his list and said he was going to be attending this event. And he said uh, he knew the person that was one of the people behind the event. And he said he's given him 10 tickets. So he said, if you reply to this email and you're one of the first 10, I'll cover the cost of your ticket and you can come to the event. And uh, so that's that's how that actually came about. I actually didn't reply straight away because... A lot of people can't believe this now because they see me today and I, I, you know, I come across a lot more confident. But back then, I was the most introverted, shy, quiet person you could ever possibly meet, like very badly that way. Um, and so I actually didn't reply immediately because I was really scared of going to something like that. Like as, as crazy as that sound, I was that introverted. I, I didn't, still to this day, I'm not very good in crowds in all honesty. Yeah. Um, so, so I just like to, I'm, a, I'm more of a, to the side kind of guy. I observe, I listen, I, I watch, I take it all in. But so to, to put myself in that environment was, was kind of daunting to be honest, but that's how it came about. You sound a lot like me. I'm exactly the same. I was actually just at a big event in Atlanta and they put me, the seating assignments were assigned and I was like in the corner, I was in the corner, like on the side, I was like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's where, that's where I'm the most comfortable. Yeah, um, yeah me too. Well, you have a podcast called Just the Tips with another guy named James, and that's yes. where I heard about you. And then um, the reason I reached out to you is you there was an episode, I think it was actually two episodes that you did back to back where you guys like banter a lot, which I find funny, but then you, you got into some real meat and potatoes around affiliate marketing, which is cool. And you were, you were just, you had a lot of insight and I thought it was very good. So for the audience here, um, there's people who are beginning course creators and there's other people that are advanced, probably already moving with affiliate programs and whatnot. Sure. But what, like there's the, and, and just for anybody who's not aware, affiliate marketing is where you sign up for an affiliate program and you get a unique link that you share on social media, email, other ways. And if somebody clicks through and buys, you earn a commission. And as a course creator, or if you have a membership site, having an affiliate program is a good idea to help with sales. Um, I don't recommend adding it until you've already got, you can already prove that your thing is working. And some people try to add affiliate uh, too early. I see it's, I see it more of a scaling strategy than a starting strategy. I mean, by all means, start with it if you want to, but what, what are some like hard won lessons and truths you found in affiliate marketing that a course creator could learn from? Yeah, great question. I think you've just actually, uh, I think you've just actually touched on one of the biggest there with what you said. Um, I think a lot of people do rush to the affiliate path uh, as a course, someone with a you know with a product or service to get affiliates promoting their offer. And they a lot of times I see people do that before they've proven the offer and optimized it themselves. And I think it's uh, same for paid advertising. Like before you go do Facebook ads, like make sure your offer converts, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And I think, I think a lot of people get that, get it really backwards. It's, it's almost like the way, the way I would personally look at it with when people jump to having an affiliate program and getting a people promoting their stuff, um, too soon is like, they don't want to take the risk on it, not working themselves. So they'll offload that responsibility and they almost use their affiliates to then optimize their offer. And yeah. I think it's such a dangerous thing to do because those relationships, like they can be burned really easily. And, and, and I think a lot of times what people don't realize when they're starting out is like how powerful having even a small number of like heavy hitting affiliates promoting your stuff can be. I mean, we've had, we've had individual affiliates we've paid over a million dollars in commissions to over a two year period, just one, pe one person promoting our stuff. 
But if I'd have gone to that person and had them promote our stuff before I'd optimized it, before I knew it was converting, I'd have probably, they'd have probably promoted it once and never again because they wouldn't have got a return. You know, so I think, I think that that's one of the, the biggest, biggest things is make sure you've got your offer and your conversions all dialed in first, because then you can confidently go out to affiliates and say, look, I've got this offer. Here's what the product is. Here's what it's all about. Here's what the funnel looks like. Here's the conversions we've seen to date. Um, you know, and you're going into that relationship then in a much stronger position. How do you approach an affiliate? That's, I mean, it's one thing if they're the, like maybe similar size to you, but what if you're going after a, you know, a big affiliate where you're sure. like a, you know, a minnow approaching the whale, like, how do you do that? Yeah. So it's a, it's a good, it's a good subject. It's, it's not typically, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you say, like the bigger that affiliate is, or the bigger that name is, or that personality, generally the harder it can be to sort of break through that wall and get to them. I mean, there's a whole, uh, I don't know if you've, you've heard about it, read about it, like the whole, uh, what's it called? Like the dream 100 strategy. Yeah. That, that's a bit more sort of, I guess, long-term you're playing the long game with that. It's that's all about sort of identifying who the top 100 affiliates are in the perfect world, who you would like to promote your offer. And then sort of, uh, doing things over a long period of time, you know, on a consistent regular basis to try and almost get the foot in the door to open up that line of communication with those people. I know, uh, which may take years. It, it definitely can. I know, yeah. um, you know, Russell Brunson's been a mentor of mine over the last few years. And the, the, the one he's been talking about a lot lately is his relationship with Tony Robbins. And how Which he's he, been working for like six years or whatever, right? Even longer, I think. I think it okay. was like 10, about 10 or, 10 or 12 years that he's been sort of had him on his dream 100 list as somebody he would love to have him promote his stuff. And only in the last sort of 12 or 18 months has he done so. And now they've even got a, a, a company together. So it's yeah. like that, that took like 10 years to get that person to promote for him, but he just stuck at it. And that's not to say, you know, I don't want to put anyone listening off thinking like, well, what's the point if it's going to take 10 years? That's, that's Tony Robbins, you know, this right. is a guy that doesn't need <laughs> to promote anybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say in all honesty, like one of the biggest things that's not to be underestimated is the quality of the product. Like yeah. I... I, I, I honestly think, and I've got, I've got the good fortune of having seen the, the, the sort of cycling that I always put it that goes on in, in various industries and, and how things come about. And I, I think a, a few, going back several years, I used to always see and believe that the person with the best marketing would always win. Like, it, you know, I, I used to see so many really bad products selling like crazy um, and it, it always just looked like he, he or she who has the best marketing will always win. And, and to a degree, I, I think there's still, there's still a lot of truth to that today, but I'm noticing a shift coming about that. Actually, I think, I think we're heading to a much better time where it's the best products will win. You've got to have the good marketing with it. Don't get me wrong. You can't just have a great product as we know, no one's just going to show up. But at the same time, if you, if you couple together now the best product that you can create along with the best marketing, those are the people that I think are really going to shine through. And I think if you can be that person with your course or service, whatever it is that you're providing, you're going to put yourself in a much stronger position anyway to be able to start approaching affiliates because you'll have the reputation, you'll have the, the student results, the client case studies, and, and that goes a long way. Yeah, that's, that's super important. It makes me think about... Um... Jeff Walker's product launch formula, who 
back in the day, I mean, I didn't buy it because I was burned from that survey. You might have bought it. But what I did do is every year, now this has been like 10 years or however long now, eight years, every year, twice a year, I watch him launch that product. Yeah. And I sit on his launch list and I watch him do his training and I, he gives away the, so much value in his product launch that I'm always learning. But what really fascinates me is I've seen internet products come and go, coaching programs come and go, but Jeff put his flag in the ground. He's like, product yeah. launch formula. I'm going to keep doing it better and better. Um, you know, I'm going to help these entrepreneurs get results and figure out how to launch a product. And it's just one course d- redone yeah. over and over and over again. I'm like, dang, yeah. that is awesome. So I don't know. And I'm, he has affiliates, you know, and I'm yeah. to promote him. Like, you know, his, it's rock solid, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think um, like that, 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 that's to me is a, is a good example that probably is some good advice for, for people listening. Like the only reason he's been able to do that, and I think he's probably the go-to example in this case, is like he's created something that isn't just a short-term thing. You know, people are always going to need hack. to learn how to create and launch their courses, their products. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think that's a very smart thing for people to often consider. I mean, I, I used to create... Um, I've created courses in the past on WordPress because that was like the first thing I learned. I really studied like Me too. what is WordPress. And I really <laughs> learned that whole world of yeah. WordPress quite well years ago. Yeah. So I, I remember some of the first like um, lead magnets I'd used to build my list. I wrote a thing called the blog setup guide. Okay. And that was the, the first time I started to see like, oh, WordPress kept changing their, their interface and their dashboard and different things kept changing. And even though the core stuff was was pretty similar, I kept creating these tutorial videos that show people how to do stuff. And then literally it could be whilst you were recording the video, they changed something and you're like, Oh, I've got to do it all again. So I think uh, that's something to look out for. That's the hard thing about teaching software is because it right. changes a lot. Uh, yeah, whereas like, <laughs> like for example, Jeff Walker's product launch formula, it's more about the theory and like the tools don't matter as much as like the sequencing and the, the stacking and everything. Well, let's, let's talk about your book, Dean, The Iceberg Effect, The Untold Secret of Affiliate Marketing Success. What, why'd you write it? What is it? Yeah. Um, why did I write it? Gosh, I, sometimes I ask myself that. That, that was in the <laughs> mate. That, that small little book felt like it took me 10 years to write. So, um, did you write it yourself or ghostwrite it? I did. No, I wrote every word. Nice. Um, it, it was, uh, I never, I'm, ne- I'm not actually very good at writing. So it was a very hard thing for me. Um, I'm just not very good at, uh, I can talk, but I, I, I don't seem to be able to, they, they always said about me at school, they always said I had like a, an analytical brain. So I wanted to go from problem to solution in the fastest time possible. So they yeah. always told me from a young age that like story writing, I always cut out the middle. There was never yeah. a middle that was like, here's the start and here's the end. There was never any substance between it. So it, it took me about, uh, probably about 18 months to write the book. And it's not the longest book in the world. Like you can read it in like three hours or something. It's two hours. It's really quick. Um, but I wrote it. The, the, the book is primarily, I know obviously we're talking a lot of your audience's course creators, but this, this book, it gives an introduction to everything that we do as a company and things, but it primarily then focuses on like being an affiliate uh, as opposed to, you know, gaining affiliates, if you like. So it focuses on the affiliate marketing business model because, I know there's, uh, as you do, there's, there's, there's several different types of business models that people can choose, you know, and I think 
I personally, if I look at my journey, affiliate marketing was the thing that enabled me to make a full-time income and quit my job in 2009. Once I'd done that and I was promoting products, and again, I kept documenting on my blog, um, people started asking me if I could teach them what I'd done. And, and so that led me eventually uh, to actually create my first course, uh, which is what I did. So I went from being an affiliate to now being a course creator and selling my own products. And I went from you know, being an affiliate and, you know, maybe making two or $3,000 a month initially to then offering my own products. My very first course that I sold, it made about $13,000 in sales in, in its first week. Wow. That's um, amazing. And what was the topic? It, it was, it was called starting with marketing and it, it was basically just teaching what I'd learned, which was how to start a blog and use a blog, how to build an email list and how to then promote affiliate offers to that list. Um, so it's really just all, all I've ever done. And I think this is all I still do to this day is like, I just share what I'm doing. So it's yeah. like, I, I've, I've never, I've never proclaimed to be like a, a genius, a, a million and one different things. All I've ever done is learn something from other people smarter than me and then put myself in a position to be able to share what I've done with other people. And it seems to have, have gone pretty well in that sense. So I went from the affiliate marketing model to a course creator model. And now I, I think the way I've now evolved is, you know, I've got a, I, I've, I've stopped being like just a home-based business working out of my, like just on my laptop at home. We've now got um, a 2,500 square foot uh, offices in the UK. I've got, you know, multiple full-time team members and I've really focused on trying to create this education company that, you know, is going to be here for a very, very long time. And so as I look at my journey over 10 years, it, it really consists of sort of three phases in my mind. It was like, affiliate marketer, then product creator, course creator, and then becoming more of like a, I don't know, like a, a boss, if you like, whatever you want to call it. Like somebody that now I'm not the one doing everything. You know, if I want to go on vacation, the business still runs and operates. Like there's no problems. Um, that's quite a journey to turning pro like that, like all the stages. And I I think course creation and affiliate can go hand in hand. You can get affiliates mm, for your course, but I recommend every course creator like if you put your customer at the center of your business, not your product, the yeah. reality is your customer, your product helps your customer, but they're probably going to need some other tools and resources. Right. So you just slap a resources page on your website and you list out other useful tools. And if they happen to have an affiliate program, why not capture a piece of that revenue while you're helping your cut your student or learner. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I love what you said there as well. I think, I think sometimes a bit of a trap that people with their own courses, they get stuck in is like, they view it as like, this is my customer. I don't want to share my customer. <laughs> right. And, and like, and, and, and I say that laughing because I, I, I think for a while I thought the same. It was like, I don't want to tell my customers about other people. That's mine. <laughs> yeah. But then you wake up a little bit and you realize like, look, my customers, they're buying from everybody else anyway. So like you've just said, like the easiest thing in the world as a course creator to add additional revenue is like, what do, what complements what you're teaching or what do people need? So for, for me, a good example would that be when I did that blog setup guide, you know, there was a couple of things people need. They need a hosting account to be able to install their blog and they need an autoresponder to build their list. So like yeah. I, I was promoting a hosting company and uh, Aweber as an autoresponder back then. Still to this day from that one report, I know it's not not big money in any way. Like I get between usually between 120 to $250 a month from Aweber, but I've had that now every month for 10, 11 years, (laughs) you know, and it's all like, I only ever had it in that report. And we're not talking, it had mass exposure here. There was like a couple of thousand downloads of that over a year. 
Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So, I think Aweber, if I'm correct, they have a recurring affiliate program. Correct, yeah. Which is un- a little bit unusual. Like a lot of affiliate stuff is like a one-time commission. But if, right. if you get a recurring commission, how cool is that? Yeah, <laughs> for, exactly. For as long as that customer stays with them. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, like, there's, there's so much stuff like that for course creators to do. Like if you're going to teach someone to create a course, how are they housing that course? What can they promote? You know? <laughs> how are they building the sales pages to, to promote that course? You know, how are, you know, everything that's inside there, I'm sure most course creators, they don't have a hosting company or an LMS company or a funnel building company and all this different stuff. Like yeah. be the one to introduce those to your customers. That's awesome. Well, what, um, who's your perfect customer? Who's your ideal customer? What are they like? Good question. I, I've, I've, uh, I've been adapting this. This is one of the major shifts we've gone through over the last couple of years. Cause to be honest, I, by nature of what I've done and what I've gone through, like when you tell the story, it naturally attracts a particular type of person. And, and one of the things that I always used to do, like we just started this podcast, you know, I'm, I'm a complete open book. Like there's, there's more lessons to be learned from me. I feel from the bad times, the, 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 failures. You know, the, the yeah, the, the, the bad stuff, there's, there's more lessons in that. So I do talk a lot about that, but I think one of the things I've noticed over the years, and this isn't to be critical or disrespectful to anyone, but if I talk about, Oh, I was in $60,000 of debt and I turned it around it attracts people that are that can resonate with the message. I think yeah. you know that's obvious for all of us. You know what story you tell is what's going to resonate with people. If I if I talk about loving you know football or soccer or whatever constantly and, and business, I'm probably going to attract people that have that similar sort of interest. And so when I I used used to focus a lot on that piece of the story because it was very sort of emotional to me, if you like, you know, very hard hitting with with me and my experience in it. But the problem is, like I say, you always used to attract people that didn't have any money or they, you know, they're maxed out on credit cards and they're looking for that fix because it's like, well, it happened for you. So I'm attracted to you because you must be able to help me out of this same situation. Right. Um, and so like we've, we've had to, for, for our own sanity, in all honesty, had to adjust the type of customer we attract. Um, and, and I've started telling a bit of, a, a bit of a, an evolution from that message. So instead of focusing heavily on that, that debt side of things and the downside is more like, yes, we mentioned that, but then focus on what have I learned since? What's the reality of how you can turn things around? And you there's know, a lot of work to be done. Right? There is a lot of work to be done. In fact, if you visited, uh, if anyone looks at the, the, the sales page for my book, I mean, it's free, but if it's a sales page, it actually has a whole paragraph that's like, this book is not going to, you know, you're not going to read this book and get rich. Like you are going to have to put in the time. It is going to cost you some money, you know? And so instead of telling that story of like, oh, rags to riches, I was broke and now I've made millions. It's now it like, easy. look, this is yeah. the reality of situation. I'm going to be the one to tell you the things I wish someone would have told me in the past. It's like, I yes. Think, he, sorry. I go think, on. Oh, I think it's cool. Like when you have a course or a product or service to have that like two column layout, like who this is for, who this is not for. Yes, and just yeah. save yourself the, I just help people better understand the, if they're a fit or not. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I think, I think when pe- I think what naturally happens when people start out with their courses is they want to start making sales, you know, mm-hmm. they want to start earning some money. And I think what, what you have to be wary of and, and just cautious of is like, don't try and sell to everybody, you know, because whilst you might get the money, if the customer is wrong, I mean, I actually, um, I actually spoke at Funnel Hacking Live, Russell's Brunson's event in 2018. And I, I did this whole like 30 minute presentation 
and 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 I had a bit of like a little bit of humor. It's just my style at the beginning, and it was like how to be rich and miserable. Yeah, you know, and, and and I explained like because we did a few years ago, we was just selling to anyone and everyone. You know, bringing in hundreds of thousands a month in course sales, but. I was just sitting at home miserable, not wanting to look at the computer because there were so many of the wrong type of customers for my business. And so I really, uh, coming back to like, who's our perfect customer, I really now try and focus on somebody that is in that situation probably, or in the frame of mind I was at the end of 2008, where it's like, I'd, I'd, for four years, I'd believed all the, the, the riches untold claims with very little work and all this. I'd gone through all that. I realized it was all ridiculous. And now I was ready to do the work. You know, it was around about 2007, 2008, I realized like, oh, this is business. I'm going to have yeah. to learn what a business is and how this business thing works. Before I was just trying to make a bit of money. Right. And now I was like, oh, this is business. I've got to learn how business works. And that, that's the type of customer now that I love to work with. It's someone that's probably tried a lot of stuff already. They've, they've been through the junk and now they're like, okay, I'm ready to really take this serious. I'm ready to do what it takes. I need some real help. Like that's the point where I love to come in and say, we're ready. That's awesome. That's, that's super cool. Um, for the course creator out there, one of these things I see happen sometimes is when they start studying internet business or online marketing, sometimes they lose focus on their, I mean, for some people like you and I, we're kind of in the industry or whatever, but like, I'm thinking of like a alternative healthcare practitioner or somebody who is like a parenting expert or new baby coach or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I see them sometimes get seduced and like lose focus on their core and they're like, Oh, this internet marketing thing. I should be like, I should teach that. Like, I think, I don't know. Do you, do you see that happen? Do you have any comments on how to help people learn from internet marketing, but don't become like, you don't need to switch your topic to internet marketing. Right. Have you, yeah. uh, do you have any comment on that? Yeah, it's funny. I, um, I, I noticed this happen a lot as well. I think, I think people, uh, I think a lot of times what happens is, Internet marketing as an industry, like the premium prices that you can command for your courses in that industry and like helping other people in business and things like they're, they're pretty excessive. You know, they're, they're pretty, pretty big. You know, I, 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 I paid Russell over a hundred grand, you know, to, to work with him. And I think a lot of times what happens is, is people in other industries that maybe the, the premium pricing in that industry is a fraction of what they see other people being able to charge. You know, the, I, you mentioned you may not Jeff be able Walker. to start a $30,000 mastermind for, you know, new parents who don't have any money and they're right. Exactly. Home, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think, I think probably that's what happens in a little way is people, I think it's the same with just human nature in life. People think the grass is greener. You know, yeah. and they see like, oh my gosh, you're, you're selling like Jeff Walker. Oh, you're selling all these courses for two, $2,000 a, a time. Like, yeah. and here I am having to sell this $50 thing like a hundred times a day to yeah. make the same amount of money. And so I think there's that sort of thing. But, you know, as I look back over the last 10 years, I sometimes joke, my first big success was in 2010. I started a membership site. It was $97 a month. And within three months, it had gone from new idea to 115,000 a month. Wow. But I had such little actual life experience in business at that stage that I thought that was going to last forever. <laughs> like I thought, oh, wow, all these people. And it sounds stupid. Like we can all laugh. But that's what I thought back then. I'd never had recurring income. Right. And so I thought, well, it was 97 a month. We had like 1,200 people in that membership within about 12 weeks. And, and I was like, wow, that's it. My life changed. 
Wait, I'm rich forever. And every day I used to wake up about 7.30 in the morning, I'd get the notifications come through on the rebills. And every day was like between two to $4,000 a day before I'd even got out of bed. I used to set my alarm, wake up, look at it, and go back to sleep with a picture <laughs> on my face. Yeah. But because, uh, because I didn't have the experience, you know, this was one year, 18 months into doing it full time. I just happened to hit on this good idea. So I started traveling. Like I, I was still living with my mom, bear in mind at this stage. So I'm like 24, 25 years old, making two, three, four grand a day in recurring income, living You're with king. my mom with no outgoings or responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I just started to, I, because I'd been so broke, I'd never traveled or been on vacations anywhere. I think I had one vacation by the time I was about 22 in my life. So I, I started going on, on vacations with all my friends. Anytime someone said, oh, we're going to, you know, like Europe or we're going to Vegas or we're going there, I'd be like, how come? I was just invite myself with everyone. And uh, I did that for about six months. I, I don't think there was hardly a period in time I was home. Um, but what happened in that time, unbeknownst to me, because I didn't know how memberships worked, people were canceling every day. Churn. And so, yeah, so uh, <laughs> that, was, um, that was February 2010. By the end of that year, that business was gone. Wow. That whole yeah, site yeah. I mean, businesses dead. have a, like a life cycle. They don't always last forever. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. But that, the, the membership yeah. site was on traffic generation. So it was an evergreen subject. Yeah. Um, but just, just, just the, the cycling back to, to why I say this and with your question, like sometimes I look back and I think, I wonder what would have happened if I only did that for the next five years. Like what could have happened? I mean, it went from idea to six figures a month within like 12 weeks. What would have happened if I didn't go on vacations and didn't just drop the business? What would have happened if I just kept doing what I'd done in the first 12 weeks for the next five years? Like, where could that have gone? Obviously, we'll never know, but you know, <laughs> I've got a good inclination. It would have kept growing. And I think this is like whenever I've, if I've got something that I believe in and it's good now, like I've really learned to cut myself off from continually pursuing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, and, and just a bit of advice I can share on that with everybody that works for me, maybe not for everyone. I get a lot of ideas and this is, it's a gift and a curse. I, I get the best ideas at the worst times. But what I've learned to do now is I have this, we use Trello as a project management tool. And I just, I have this thing that I just call my wish list and everything that I think of. So I don't worry about forgetting it or I don't immediately action it now and drop what I'm working on. I just throw it in there. And about once every four to six weeks, I'll just have a look at some of the ideas I've had and just see, like, is there anything that can immediately impact what we're doing now or not? If the answer is yes, then I'll, I'm willing to look at it. If not, I'll just keep it there because one time in future, maybe that situation will change. I've just, I think I've learned the hard way, like you said at the start, the school of hard knocks. The, the hard way is you jump from thing to thing until you realize sticking at one main thing until it's successful, until you get it where you want it to be is the best way to perform. That is awesome. Well, Dean Holland, he's at deanholland.com, two L's in Holland. Go listen to his podcast, Just the Tips. We'll put the episode links below, but you did too a little bit ago about affiliate marketing that are really yes. good. And uh, go check out his book. It's on his website at deanholland.com. It's called The Iceberg Effect. Dean, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your yeah. story with us and your, your, your tips because... One of the goals of this podcast is to help course creators um, accelerate success, not just in using tech, but all these other entrepreneur things that happen in their life. And I love how we're kind of closing out on the beware of shiny object syndrome. And it's cool. Don't, 
don't deny it. Give a, give it a bucket, give it a place to put it so that your brain can like relax and you don't have fear that you're going to forget that idea or whatever. But, um, yeah, this is full of tips where the goal of this podcast is to condense decades into days so that, uh, you can learn from people like Dean, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Is there any final words you have for the people or places where they can connect with you? Yeah, no, just to, just to say thank you for the invitation. I, uh, you know, I don't do, I think this is probably other than my own, maybe the first or probably the first ever time I've been on a podcast that wasn't my own. So I've enjoyed oh. the experience. So thank you for the invitation. And just to anyone listening, like if, uh, you know, I think what you've just said is amazing, like condensing decades into days. I think if, if people can just pull out like just one thing that they hear from this episode and just focus on that, if it will improve where they're going and what they're doing, uh, then they should definitely do it. So hopefully there was something, uh, something in here for everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dean. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.